Well, good morning. It's great to be here. And it's lovely the buzz in the room, isn't it? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it a lot. Um, if you're here for the first time, you're especially welcome. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. And come back. Yeah, that's it. Um, as you might have noticed, we love Christmas. We love Christmas. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, well, yeah, maybe not that much. But we do, we do, okay? Um, however, I understand that Christmas can be quite controversial. And yeah, some people just hate Christmas. <laughs> I know it's a cat, okay? But some people, they have the same attitude. Okay, well, what can do? <laughs> and I, of course, I, I acknowledge that for some people, Depending on your childhood memories, isn't it? For some people, it was good. For some people, not so good. And I do respect that. And I hope that from today, you find a new reason to like and even to love Christmas. Um, and um, I believe that independently where you fall into liking or hating Christmas, most people they miss the whole point of Christmas. Everything good and bad around Christmas can become just a distraction, isn't it? We have Santa, we have presents, we have lots of family, we have food, we have shopping, we have gifts and everything. All of this is good but can become a distraction. So, let's establish from this beginning then that Jesus' birth is the main reason for Christmas to exist. That's the main point. We celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if we understand why His birth is so important, we will also understand what is so important about Christmas? And this is the message today. What is so important about Christmas? But to help me with that, I need, of course, Scripture. So let's read John chapter 1 from 1 to 18. Uh, I know it's a long uh, text, but let's try to do it. Okay, from verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the world, and though the world was made through him, he the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. 
children born not of natural descent, not of human decision, or as husbands will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one, the only son, who came from the father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father has made him known. So we have already agreed that Christmas celebrates the birth of Christ. But why is it so important that Jesus had to be born as a human baby? Because come on. He could just just appeared 30 years old and, you know, start his ministry and do everything that he did. Do you agree with that? Yes. He could, because he's God. Why then did he have to be born as a baby? That's interesting. The birth of Jesus is part of what we call incarnation. An incarnation is a proof of, or it's proof that God loves us. Meaning that Christmas or incarnation or Jesus' birth means that God loves you. God loves us. And then you can say, well, but how did you get this from the text? Because there's nothing in the text saying that God loved us and therefore Jesus is, 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 was born. So I'll try to show you why, okay? So a question for you. When, when do you start telling a story? Or when do you start reading a book? Where? From the beginning. Well, at least I do that, okay? Not sure if everybody does that, but I do that. I like starting from the beginning. If you tell the middle, you are spoiling the story for me, okay? I, I want to start from the beginning. And this is what John says. He starts to quote the magnificent being that Jesus is, but he starts from the beginning. He doesn't start with the birth because Jesus didn't start in the birth. Okay, so... This is what he says. I'll, I'll need some visual aid, okay? I'll put this aside so everybody can see. Okay. He goes back to Genesis 1, the account of creation. And it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless. Okay. Yeah, it was massive too. <laughs> Empty and darkness. Darkness was in the surface of the deep. It means that darkness, yeah, black bag, darkness, okay. Covered everything. 
it's still messy. Okay? But then the Spirit of God was hovering over it. There was a wind. Because the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament is the breath of God. There was this hovering over, this unformed, messy thing. And then God said, well, now let's get back to John. Because John said, the word. He's saying that Jesus is the word that comes from God's mouth. He is the word with capital W. And God said, let there be light, and that, okay, okay. Then something started to happen, and then creation. Okay, it's too small. Better. Well, of course, this is a very tiny part of creation, our world, okay? Okay, it was created. But not only that, John says that Jesus was in the beginning part of everything, not only this, but everything that was created. He was in everything and nothing could be done without him. Because he is this power that came from God's mouth to create and to give light, to give life to everything. And then John says something very interesting. He says that the light, okay? Oh, by the way, he created us. Messy too. Okay. He created us. And then he said that this light, and, and, and he, he now, Jesus is not only the word, but he's also the light that gives life to everyone. It was not only giving light to the world, was now coming into the world, into the world. But when Jesus appeared, he didn't appear as light in this sense. Okay? Now, excuse me, world, messy world. So, Jesus, or oh, this light came as a baby. Ooh, somebody's trying to steal his place, steal you. No, it's not your place. Okay. Okay. Now, now it's all right. <laughs> so this light came as a baby. This is incarnation. Now, the most powerful God comes as a little baby, born through Mary, in a stable. Now, have you ever thought about the implications of Jesus being born as a baby? As I said, he could have appeared 30 years old with no problems at all. Already strong, beautiful, but he comes as a baby. Oh, baby, babies are cute. And, and if you see the, the nativity, nativity, nativity scene, it's so cute, isn't it? 
Everything organized, and Mary so loving, and the baby, and the manger, and, and so, okay. But as Rob mentioned here, it was a stinky place, a noisy place with mooing and all sorts of noises coming from the animals. And do you think that Mary gave birth without pain 2,000 years ago? I don't think so. It was hard. Well, at least that's what I hear from women. It's hard. How can I know? It was hard. But not only that, because then he, he went hungry. Then he had to feed. After he feed, he had to... And the nappies, there was none. Now, the awesome God, the all-powerful God that could save us in an instant, come as a baby and now need help to clean himself. Because he, he could not. Well, technically he could because he was God, okay? But in that moment, no, he couldn't. Because he chose to. He chose to be emptied of his glory and acts not based on his godly power, but only in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. So he had to live a normal life as we do. Now, can you imagine what happened when Jesus grow, grew up, okay, as a child, and then he's mending the, the stone wall? outside his, his, his property. And then Mary comes, of course, lunchtime, and Mary comes and says, um, Jesus, lunch is ready, hurry up. But he has still a lot of, of, of stones to put on the wall, okay? What do you think he would do? Go Jedi style? He could, because he had the power to, but remember, he was emptied of his power. So he chose not. He would carry the stones and put, okay, that's not in the Bible, this is my imagination, okay? It's just the understanding that we have. Don't try to find that in the Gospels, you're gonna, not going to find it. You, well, disclaimer, okay? But it's, you, can you imagine that? That was the deal. Now, can you imagine Jesus as a teenager, concerned of spots in his face? Oh no, mom, where's that thing that you put on your face to, to get rid of them? Or maybe not. Maybe he was not concerned about that. But he had to go through it. This is what I mean. Yeah. He had to go through it all. And he went. Now, for, fast forward until his 30s. He starts his ministry. He calls the disciples. He performs miracles. He heals people. But then he's betrayed. Then he went, he, he went to the cross. And then he died. For our sins. And then he rose again. And then he's ascended to heaven. 
That's beautiful. That is so great. But he didn't do that only to shout from heaven and say, Now do it yourselves. The idea is that he started something. And this is what John says. The idea of incarnation is based on God's love. If you get the Gospel of John a little bit further, Jesus, when he talks about his coming, he says in John 3.16, who knows it by heart? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So who shall ever believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. Christmas is this. It's God's love shown to us. It's God becoming human in an act of love and humility to love us. To love us. But not only that, my second point is that Christmas is an ongoing invitation, ongoing invitation into God's family. As I said, Jesus, he started something. The reason for his coming here is to show that we can live a life like he did. And then start a new thing. A new people. We are this new people that God started. Now, if you see the, again, the nativity scene, it's not only based on family in the sense that Mary and Joseph were there, but it's also like a prophetic view of the God who cherishes, but also finds family very important. And call us to be his family. And it's incredible that he establishes a way for us to become his family. To be part of God's family, it's not about your money or social status. He says, it's not of a husband's will. It's not... not, the, the title that the, a man in that society holds. This is what he's saying. It's not about only, you know, that stability or, or desire that can make a person a God's child. It's not about your power or influence because it's not by human decision. Oh, I will make myself a child of God. But also, it's not about your color or your family heritage. It's not because your mother is a believer that you automatically is a believer. You are a believer. It's not because all people with these characteristics are believers or children of God. John says that it is about believing in Jesus as the Son of God as God incarnate, as fully man and fully God. 
And it is about receiving, acknowledging Jesus as Lord and Savior. So Christmas is not only the celebration of the God, powerful God that came as a human, as a baby, to save us and to show us how to live. But it is also an invitation to his family. As we believe in him, as we believe that he is the son of God, that he is God incarnate, that he came to save us, that he died for my sins, that he was raised from the dead for our sins, for our salvation, and he has ascended to heaven for our salvation, but also he is coming back for our redemption. And we receive him as such, as Lord and Savior. Then you become a child of God. Now, if you haven't done this before, if you have never thought like this before in terms of, okay, I've, I don't know if I am or I'm not a child of God. This is the time for you to sort it out. If you believe that he is who he is, and if you receive him as the savior that he promised to be, we can do this now. Can we all close our eyes, bow our heads, and if you never done this before and want to do it now, you can repeat this prayer as if it's your prayer. And say, Father, I confess that Jesus is the Son of God. And I say yes to following him. Please forgive me for the times I failed to believe and to acknowledge you. Help me, Father, to follow Jesus from now on. Before everybody opens their eyes, if you have prayed this prayer, can you catch my eye? If you catch my eye, Thank you. If you could come to talk to me later, I would really enjoy the conversation with you. If you haven't prayed this prayer and you're not Christian yet, you are, I don't know, I don't know if what this guy's talking is serious, if that's the case. I, I want to point you out back to the offer launch. It's coming really soon in January. If you are still exploring the possibility of faith, the possibility of Christ, this is the nice place to be where you can ask questions, where you can just be yourself and explore the, the doubts in you about Jesus and Christianity and faith. We want to help you journey through this discovery. But if you are already a believer, you have prayed this prayer, you are part of the family of God. We want to celebrate Christmas. We want to celebrate the Father's love. We want to celebrate the fact that He demonstrated that through Christmas. So let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus.